This is the Architecture Corner podcast. The purpose with Architecture Corner is to have a place to discuss subjects in the intersection between business and IT. Today, IT is relevant in most cases when you want to do changes to the business. The opposite is even more true. You need business involvement when doing changes to IT in order to succeed. Welcome to this uh, week's episode of Architect Corner. This is uh, Gregor Wikstrand and Kasimir Artman talking about ITIL. Kasimir, uh, uh, over the last uh, few weeks we have both of us been involved in a discussion on Twitter about ITIL and uh, DevOps and what will happen with ITIL when DevOps is applied. Yeah. I've been working with ITIL for more than 10 years and mainly within the teleco area and started with the second version, version 2 of ITIL, and then when version 3 came 10 years ago roughly, then we started using that. And there is a difference between those versions and they reflect a little bit need for changes. And I think that we could use that approach to improve ITIL. And if we look at the software landscape, how consumeration has influenced the computing world. We have the smartphones, we have a lot of more people using computers in different forms. And we have much more demand for making more flexible, be a lot of faster. And sadly, if we look at ITIL implementations that we have, they are not as fast and as flexible as the business wants. ITIL is just a cookbook, just like PM book, but it's not implemented as a cookbook. What, what is a typical ITIL implementation like? One of the first areas you often start with in ITIL is the change process and to set up a change advisory board. This is good if you have changes that are done on a monthly or a quarterly or yearly basis. But if you want to do changes on a weekly, daily or hourly basis, this won't work. So that was the basis for the first two versions of ITIL, that you have this change process. With the third version, version 3, you talked about service request, and that is that you have predefined changes that don't have to go through this cab. Those changes, service requests, are smaller changes that are more prepared. Do you know the consequences? There's less risk. You have tested it. You have regression testing. You have automated tests for those service requests. How to develop and implement those changes should be very well known so you know what the consequences are. If you want to buy a new PC to a company, you don't make a change request for that. That is not viable. But if you want to do changes to existing systems, the normal is that you do a change request and it takes a long time, long lead time, not development time, to have it approved, planned and then implemented. And you've been working a lot with DevOps and Agile and you, you know the problem here. When I look at uh, ITIL, 
I see that there is a lot of focus on the product and the service, but very little on the enhancement. So it, for me, it, it's much more of an ISIT uh, process library than it is a software engineering process library. Yeah, that is correct. Uh, we have a lot of frameworks. We talk about ITIL, we talk about TOGA for architecture. Uh, now we have Scrum and other Agile frameworks. So you should use the best framework for what you want to achieve. If you want to achieve fast implementation, you have to adapt ITIL in a way that it supports the Agile world. And as I see it in the normal implementation, you don't. So that, that is the challenge. So we need to prepare more for being flexible. So we know the consequences when we are doing changes. It should not be happening. And this means also that we would probably need to use more platforms for development. Uh, Kasimir, can you describe the main difference between a change request and a service request? Yeah, a change request is something you want to change in a system. For example, that we want to have a new product structure. And it, you have to make changes both in legacy systems, the old one, in the integrations. Probably need to have something done in the web end and you plan it. It will take two, three months to plan it. It will take one, two months more lead time before you can start the development. And then you have to test it and it will probably take nine to 12 months to have an implementation. And the challenge is here when your competitors have that on place right now, what should you do then? I was in a program last year when this happened. A competitor brought up a total new product structure and the company I worked for, we had to do something, but it took time. It took a very long time. Because ITIL created slowness for you. Yeah, both the existing system landscape, the structure, the rigid structure of ITIL and outsourcing and the lack of agile development. There's a lot of different reasons why it's hard for the companies to do quick changes when the competitors do them. In the, in the Twitter discussion, uh, someone compared, um, made a comparison between, in the, on one hand, PMBOOK and agile uh, on one hand, and ITIL and whatever will come after ITIL uh, on, on the other hand. Agile is just a subset of practices in, in the PM book. It, it is not, it's not really new, but no one thinks of it as a, such a subset. And uh, so you're saying ITIL will survive and be adapted, but will it be adapted so much that it's no longer ITIL? I think that a lot of IT organizations, they will not recognize ITIL as it works today because it's a very huge difference between having a process where you have firm changes, planning long time ahead, to be very flexible and to provide things just like that. That's the challenge. 
if you look at Amazon Web Services, that is to set up a new server. That is the service request. If you want to set up a new server in the bank, you have to issue change requests in most cases today. You have to plan place in the server hall. You have to negotiate with the vendor, buy things, and have it approved. It's a very long process compared to when we go to cloud services. So, ITIL is very well adapted to managing server rooms and so on. But how does it apply to business process outsourcing? I don't think it applies at all in the way it's implemented. We have to remember that ITIL is best practices, but the best practices is for a certain purpose. You can adapt. Uh, you can't implement it in the same way for handling servers as for handling business processes. There are diff the difference is that we handle different things, but also that when we talk about business processes, it's also about organizations and we have to handle the culture and how we work together. And that is not what ITIL is supposed to handle. Kazimir, you wrote a blog post about this recently. We have been talking about this issue and I don't think that it's a good idea to say that we should throw out ITIL because it has its benefits. But we can change it. We are very good at saying this doesn't work, then we throw it out. Can you point to some companies that have um, combined ITIL and DevOps in a successful manner? No, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I can't that. They are trying to be more flexible, but the large companies that I work with, they have, they are hard to change. And you have long contracts with outsourcing vendors. And as long as you have those contracts in place, it's you are reluctant to change on both sides. So it's much easier for a smaller company that have everything in-house to make these changes. And if we look at smaller companies, they are not having these problems at this scale either. So th there's a benefit of being small here because you can adapt quicker service-based uh, IT landscape. Uh, it should be possible to manage uh, each service as a small independent part, right? Yeah, and here is the biggest hurdle we have with ITIL that often you don't manage services. You manage resources, you manage servers, not the services and the networks and the applications. You don't manage the services, what is beneficial for the business user. And that is how you define what you want to manage. So if, as you say, we use ITIL to define services and manage them, yeah, then we have come a long way. And then if we say that, a service request is a way to change the service. And then you should have a best practice how to do that. And you can do it in a more 
agile way. Thank you both. Uh, this was uh, quite interesting and let's see more at your website. Thank you.